I'm Richard, one of the leaders here in King's Church. My granddad, my dad's dad, was a character. He'd get a bit overly worked up and serious about things at times, and that may have passed down the family line, but he was also a lot of fun. I remember him taking a swimming when I was just a young boy. There was this thing called the Frogger that was like a mini trampoline that you could bounce on and jump into the water. Basically, it was for kids, and only kids would use it. Kids and my granddad. And I remember going to McDonald's, and they were giving out paper hats to the children. I think they called them happy hats. And of course, my granddad wanted a happy hat for himself, and he insisted on wearing it down the street. He would entertain us with silly songs, and we loved it when he did his drowning man routine behind the sofa. Well, my granddad died 17 years ago in 2005, and yet I still have very powerful memories. As well as his silliness, he also had high expectations. He used to talk about the Annis flag. And whenever one of my cousins or my brother or I got a good report at school or achieved something in life, granddad would say the, the Annis flag is flying high. But he would also implore us not to drag the flag through the mud. He was passionate about his very British understanding of being polite and maintaining standards. Sometimes I wonder what kind of granddad I will be if I get that opportunity in the future. Because my granddad made a huge impact on me, my brother and my cousins. There's a sense in which he lives on in us. Maybe there are people that you've lost that you carry that same sense of them still somehow being with you. Somehow still being part in some way of who you are today. I think sometimes there's a danger that we can think of Jesus being with us in that similar kind of way. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, we read those famous words of Jesus that we refer to as the Great Commission. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And when Jesus says that he will be with us until the end of the age, there's a danger that we can think in terms of his memory living on, as if Jesus is still with us because we embody his teachings and values. But when we say that Jesus is with us in spirit, we mean something altogether different to when we say that, to when we say that about another human being, someone who's gone before us. Jesus being with me in spirit means so much more than my granddad being with me in spirit. Because Jesus doesn't live on inside me in a figurative sense. Jesus actually lives inside me. Through the person of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is literally living inside of me. If you've turned away from your old life without Christ, if you've made him your king and given your life to following him, then Jesus literally lives inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Because although God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are distinct persons of the Trinity, they are both God. So they're distinct and yet they are one. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of Jesus. So in a sense that we cannot physically see and that we cannot physically feel, Jesus actually lives inside of us in a way that is no less real. 
And this is why living in the spirit is so important. Because it is through the Holy Spirit that Jesus is able to be with us, to be present in our lives. In John's Gospel, in chapters 14 through to 16, Jesus himself explains about the role of the Holy Spirit, or the advocate, or helper, or comforter, as Jesus refers to him, depending on your translation. Jesus explains that the Holy Spirit will make the truth about Jesus known in and through his disciples. It's not just that he will reveal facts about Jesus, but he will manifest that truth about Jesus in us. Jesus will be in us. The life of Jesus will be made manifest in us. The, the, the life of Jesus will be inside of us. Let's read John 14, 15 to 20 together. John 14, 15 to 20. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me, because I live you also will live. And on that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Isn't that amazing? The whole point of this is so that the life of Jesus can be made manifest in our lives, so that people around us can encounter that life of Jesus in and through us. That's why in John chapter 17, Jesus goes on to say that he's sending his disciples into the world in the same way that the Father sent him. He wants his glory, all that's amazing about him, to be made manifest, to be made real in our lives. And that's why he gives us his spirit. Because as he said in chapter 15 of John's Gospel, apart from him, we can do nothing. So I want us to stop and think about all of this, to think it through for a moment, to let this all dawn on us again, because it's nothing new. And in fact, it's what we've all been trying to preach over the past few weeks. But Jesus is in you by his spirit because the spirit wants to reveal Jesus to the world. The whole reason the Holy Spirit is in you is to make Jesus known to people around you. In the Old Testament, people had to go to the temple if they wanted to encounter God. But now you are the temple of God. You're where God lives and, and you're how people can encounter him. There's a whole world full of broken, hurting people out there. People who are scared by the things that they see going on them, around them in various parts of the world. People who are overwhelmed by the personal struggles they're facing in their own lives or in their families people who are struggling with their identity, people who are trapped in unfulfilling, repetitive cycles of sin, people who genuinely want to please God, but are yet to discover the truth about Jesus, the only one who can set them free. All kinds of people, all needing Jesus. Because in John 14, verses six and seven, Jesus says this, I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me. 
If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. That's the heart of God for all of us, for all of humanity. He wants us to know him as our father. He wants us to know his love and acceptance. He, he wants us to stand tall in our identity as his children. And that's why he sent Jesus. Because by meeting Jesus, we can meet God the Father. If we meet Jesus, then we meet God. And that's what God wants for all of us. And so here's the thing. There's all these people all around us who need God. And God longs for them. He knows the answer is for them to meet Jesus. And Jesus has already given his life for them. It's part of the price that he paid at the, the, the cross. So, so, so Jesus, he's given his life for them and now he goes to them. Jesus goes to them in the person of the Holy Spirit and he hitches a ride with you and me. Seriously, Jesus goes to your workplace each and every time that you do. Every time you interact with your colleagues at work, Jesus is actually literally there inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Not figuratively, literally. Every time you go to visit your family members who don't yet know him, Jesus goes to visit too. You can't help but take him with you because he lives inside of you. Now, just like Josh shared with us in his message a few weeks ago, there is more that we can and should do to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit being in us. But the truth is, if you're a Christian, then he is there. He's there and he's longing to make Jesus known. The Holy Spirit was making Jesus famous way before we were as King's Church. So when you wake up in the morning, the Holy Spirit is right there inside you and he's got things he would love to do that day. I'm not saying he's gonna take over and turn you into a robot. We all know he doesn't do that or we wouldn't mess things up as much as we do. But I am saying that he's there inside of you for a reason. He's not just tagging along to give you what you want, when you want it, like your own celestial butler. He's there because he wants to make Jesus known. He wants you to know the fun and excitement and fulfillment of revealing something of the awesomeness of Jesus through your life. Something of his love, of his grace, of his acceptance and forgiveness. Something of his power, of his justice, of his authority and freedom. He started an amazing work of transformation in you and he wants to show off his progress. What if we were to wake up in the morning and actually ask the Holy Spirit, what would you like to do today? What if we talk to him like the real person that he actually is? We've got that meeting at 11 with Jane from accounting. She's always in a right grumpy mood and she's mean to me when my expenses are late. How would you like to show Jesus to her through me in that meeting, Holy Spirit? You see, the Holy Spirit always, always wants to show people Jesus in you and in me. So it's not a question of if he wants to reveal Jesus in my life. 
It's a question of how. So I guess what I'm trying to help us to realize is that we're not just trying to channel the memory of Jesus, to carry on his teachings and values by asking ourselves, what would Jesus do? I don't know if you remember those bracelets. It was a bit of a Christian craze a couple of decades ago. People wore wristbands saying WWJD, standing for what would Jesus do? And obviously it was really well intentioned, but it's actually the wrong question. Because what would Jesus do implies that Jesus isn't here now. And that leaves us trying to do things in our own strength that he did in God's strength. It leaves us trying to be more like him as we wrestle with our own brokenness, whereas the whole truth we're trying to get our heads around is that Jesus is here now. He's here right now inside of you, if you're a Christian, or inside the nearest Christian to you, if you're not. And if you're not, then he wants to live inside of you too, if you'll let him. The Holy Spirit wants to manifest the life of Jesus inside of all of us. He wants to do what we're not able to do on our own. So the question is not, what would Jesus do? But what does Jesus want to do right now? How does the Holy Spirit want to express the reality of Jesus in my life in this moment? How does he want to make Jesus known? How does he want to make Jesus famous? Because as a Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, every moment of my life is about that. About making Jesus famous so that people can discover a relationship with God. In Acts 1 and verse 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's why the Holy Spirit comes to us. That's why God fills us with himself. And when you think about it, that's pretty awesome, right? You are filled with God. God is living inside of you because he wants to make Jesus known. He wants to make Jesus famous through you. In Colossians 1 and verse 27, Paul describes this truth of Jesus being inside each and every one of his followers as the hope of glory. God has invested everything into this plan. The way the Father is going to be glorified is through people knowing Jesus. And the way people will know Jesus is through meeting him in our lives. So let's just stop for a moment and become aware of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Holy Spirit, thank you that you live in me. Holy Spirit, thank you that you manifest the life of Jesus Christ in me. Holy Spirit, help me to become more aware of you each and every day. Would you make Jesus famous through my life? Teach me to listen to you. Teach me to hear you. Teach me to be led by you. Teach me to keep in step with you. Teach me to step out in supernatural power and gifting. Teach me to manifest your character, your holiness. Holy Spirit, I want more of you in my life. Thank you that you are in me. 
Now, Holy Spirit, help me to make Jesus famous each and every day. Amen. God bless you and have a great week.